If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. I'm your host, 1993 graduate of Ripley High School, Brian Johnson. I'll be joined each and every week by the longtime public address announcer of Viking Athletics and a 1976 graduate of Ripley High School, Mike Rubin. We hope you enjoy. Now, here's the latest episode of Viking 360. And Rube, let's talk a little bit about the uh, latest digital publication for Viking fans out there. It is a great uh, history of Viking football and uh, something that you had a big hand in. Uh, give us a little bit of an update on, on what that is and, and how we can get our hands on it. Well, it's a, a digital publication. It's 32 pages, and it's called Let's Bring on the Vikings. And basically what it is, Brian, is a, a, a history documenting the 100 years of Viking football. There are stories about uh, teams from the various decades. You'll learn about the, some of the school records that we've been able to track down. You'll have, uh, And you'll meet some of the interesting stories from years gone by of uh, former players and coaches involved with Viking football. And if you're interested in getting your hands on this publication, send any donation to Ripley Athletic Boosters in care of Let's Bring on the Vikings at P.O. Box 109, Ripley, West Virginia, 25271. I encourage anyone who follows Viking football to make that donation. Get this uh, emailed to you, so make sure you leave your email whenever uh, you send that donation in and uh, you will really enjoy uh, all of the history of Viking football. He's an Eagle Scout, a member of the Viking wrestling team, a three-year contributor on the Viking football team, and a second-generation Viking offensive and defensive lineman. Here's Mike Rubin's conversation with Matthew Moore II. We are talking with Viking senior Matthew Moore II on the week prior to the uh, first big game of the season. Matthew, what are your uh, expectations uh, going into Friday's game at Buchanan Upshur? We just came off a good practice today. Uh, we started off a little slow, but the energy picked back up. We started hitting harder, and uh, I, I expect everybody's heart to be in it on Friday. Uh, we're really getting ready right now. What, do you, what can you tell us about this Buchanan team? Well, they got some big guys up front. That's expected. Um, but it's no different from Nitro. Nitro had some big guys, and I feel like we handled them okay. There was, there was of course, things we needed to uh, improve on, and that's what we've been working on this week as a line. But uh, overall, I think our skill positions are going to be fine. Uh, as a team, we just play our game. We'll be okay. And, Matthew, you talked about on the line. You've played on the line for a number of years. And a lot of times things go on in the trenches that – people in the stands may not even notice. So what are, what are your experiences by playing on the, on the line for all of those seasons? Well, it's exactly how you put it. It's in the trenches. Uh, nobody except linemen really understands what happens when you're down in the trenches like that. Uh, it's, 
it's hand-to-hand -hand combat every play. Uh, you don't get those guys out of the way, the ball's not going to be moved, passing or running. And uh, a lineman, it's a really underappreciated uh, position. Without your line, you can't get anywhere. Matthew, what's been the most challenging aspect? This has been a very difficult year for you as it has been for everyone. But what has been the most challenging aspect for you as an athlete? Uh, as an athlete, it's just been uh, stepping up as a leader for this team. Uh, you know, it's hard to get everybody's heart in it right now with circumstances with Corona. And uh, just trying to get everybody's heart in it, making them understand that we can win we have a chance to win every game this season, I believe, and uh, we have a very athletic team, and uh, we put these athletes together and get them under one team, one heart, I think we can win. Very good, and let's talk about beyond this season. What are your aspirations uh, for your senior year and beyond? Well, as of now, I'm not sure what the future holds. Um, it depends on how the season goes. I'd love to play college football. That's, that's a goal for me. But uh, it may or may not happen. Uh, it just depends on how the season goes, like I said. Um, but if it doesn't happen, uh, college is still in the sights for me. Very good. Matthew Moore the second. thank you very much. Thank you. He's a member of the Ripley High School faculty. He was an All-State Viking football player and a member of the Viking Football Hall of Fame. Here's an interview with Ripley's Justin Johnson. All right, welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by a 1999 graduate of Ripley High School, also a 1998 first-team All-State selection, and a 2014 Viking Football Hall of Fame inductee. Justin Johnson. Justin, thanks for being with me, my man. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Hey, so uh, you're a father. We'll, we'll go ahead and clear the air on that one right now. That's your daughter, Tempest, in the background. Is that right? Yeah. She uh, <laughs> she found out I was doing something that I need, you know, a little bit of silence for. So she figured she'd come out and, and play with the dogs three feet away from me. So, I but, mean, there, but there's nothing better, right? You've, uh, you've uh, reached some high-level uh, in football and uh, also uh, in your music career, your your uh, uh, working career as well. But there's nothing like being a father. Nah, man. Um, I you know uh, I can I can go back and and count and look at a lot of mistakes or you know perceived mistakes or however you want to look at them. But you know all roads led to me getting my daughter. So for that, I can never really um, criticize or complain about anything that I've ever done. To be perfectly honest. Justin, let's talk about your playing days, man. Uh, you played with some really good teams. Uh, you were one of the anchors on that team, uh, obviously being a first-team All-Stater. Uh, the 1998 season was the season that uh, you were selected to be on there. I think you guys uh, went 5-5 five and five that year, probably didn't have the year you wish that you would have had. But uh, without you, those five wins would have been much more difficult. Uh, yeah, man. Our senior year was kind of disappointing because, I mean, even when I look back now, we had a lot of talent, I felt like. Um, we had a lot of talent that was really getting an opportunity to really showcase themselves that our senior year because we had so much talent before that that, uh, you know, I mean, it was it was tough to get on the field at times, especially if you're a skill position, man, during the, you know, not 
97, 98 teams. I talk about that 97 team, man. Uh, you guys went on to uh, pull off a, a massive upset in the playoffs and went two rounds deep. Uh, what a tremendous year that was. Uh, what, the 16 seed, I, I believe, that year that was able to pull off that big upset? Yeah, and we were waiting. Um, the We beat Ravenswood at home, and we still didn't know whether we were in or not. It, it came up – it came down to that evening, and it was – I think it was after midnight maybe that uh, Coach Marino found out, and I think we got like a phone call the next day or something, uh, uh, you know, that that we'd gotten in as a 16 seed, and uh, it was – I mean, you know, here we go. Go to go to Morgantown and play that juggernaut. But, uh, man, I'll never forget. It was the greatest football game I ever played in uh, was that game. and it's It's a great memory to have. When we look at uh, what you did at your career in Ripley High School, a lot of that plastered all over Mike Rubin's uh, new uh, publication, Let's Bring on the Vikings, uh, which is great. Uh, you got to get your hands on it uh, if you haven't yet. But uh, you went on to play in Morgantown as well. Uh, just talk about football and what it meant to you and what it means to you now as a, uh, an older guy looking back and, and knowing how that, uh, those experiences kind of molded and shaped you into who you are. You know, I mean – being successful at anything, in my opinion, is, is having having to and to deal and overcome adversity. And uh, you know, I went to Morgantown uh, to play for WVU. Once I was offered there, I I really didn't consider any place else. It was the only place I really wanted to play. And uh, you know, I was recruited by Coach Nealon, uh, Coach Dunlap, my recruiting coordinator. And then when I got there. Um, uh, I, I think I was on D line for three days and coach Nealon brought me in his office and said, you know, Justin, we're going to switch you to O line. Uh, we just think that, you know, your skill set's better suited for O line. We think you can help us. And I'd never played offensive line really before. I mean, I played my freshman year, but I didn't know anything about it. And, uh, I, I became real close with coach leg. Um, and I did still work a lot with coach Kralav with the D line. Uh, when I was on scout team and stuff my first year, but it, it was just one of those things, man, where, you know, you get up there and the, you have all these, these, you know, you're homesick and you're, you, you'd start doubting yourself, you know, you wonder if you're good enough to play and, and, you know, you want to quit about 600,000 times. And <laughs> yes, uh, I understand that. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, it, yep. you know, it was, and, and I, I got through that first year and was tough. And in my second year, man, I just like, I physically matured a lot. I got really strong. Um, I wasn't, uh, when I went into camp, uh, going into my redshirt year, man, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't a kid anymore and I wasn't treated like a kid. I mean, I was treated like a player and a man and, um, you know, I got in, I got to play uh, a couple series against Virginia Tech on ESPN. Uh, that year was on a Thursday night. And then, uh, you know, I can't remember if – I think it was a couple weeks after that we played Syracuse at home and then came in. Coach Nealon had announced that he was uh, going to step down. And, you know, I loved West Virginia football. I loved WVU. But in my head – WVU didn't exist without Don Nealon and that staff. And so immediately when he announced his, you know, his retirement, a lot of doubts and things started to creep into my head about what I wanted to do and how I wanted to continue my life um, or my path. And, uh, 
you know, there was some stuff going on, which there always is with people back home with families and, uh, you know, things were, you know, there was, you know, some tension there and, you know, there were times where I felt like I needed to be at home and, um, you know, then coach Nealon stepped down, we played in a bowl game. And then when I came back, I felt like I was in a completely different place. I wasn't comfortable and I, I just kind of was done. I mean, I love football, but I always loved the pageantry of it too. I think I have probably more respect for the game as a game now, um, at 39 years old than I did when I played it. Uh, I see things now that I've grown up, you know, and I coached for a couple of years. That always helps. Um, but I see things now that like really click with like uh, the, you know, I mean, Brian, you know, this, like the techniques and stuff you learn in college specifically, they become muscle memory and sure. those things don't go away. So like you see now and you pay attention to the thing that things now that you didn't pay attention to when you played, you just did it. And so, I mean, I have a lot of respect still for the game and I love the game as a game now, but I will be perfectly honest, man. Uh, you know, my back, my knees, my shoulders, and my ankles appreciate the fact <laughs> that I retired at 19 years old as opposed to maybe for sure. 23 or whatever, you know. It's, so It's interesting that you bring that up that because people that are not in that uh, arena don't understand what that daily stress is like and you want to quit every other day. And it's just, it's difficult, man. And, and I completely understand where you're coming from. But you're a guy that has a lot of uh, – different interests man you're you're an artistic guy you're a musician uh now you're working uh, in real estate uh you got a family um so you're not a guy who's defined by football no and 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 I, you know it was harder for other people to understand i feel like and accept that than it was for me um before i'd even quit playing football i'd started playing music with local musicians back in ripley and you know every chance i got i came home and that's what I did when I came home. I mean, I came home and I, I, I started writing songs. I started teaching myself to play guitar. And, uh, you know, so when I quit playing football, that was music was an outlet for me emotionally to deal with the things that, that I was dealing with, you know, with that. And, uh, you know, because, you know, I, I, I perceived that people thought, you know, that I was a quitter and uh, that wasn't the case. I, 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 I don't quit. I moved on to think, you know, different things. And, you know, it didn't put me in the place in life where I, I felt like people thought I should be. And maybe that was things that I was, you know, pro projecting on myself, but um, you know, music was something, but it, the, the thing that I loved about music was really the, the, the pageantry and the show, the same thing that I loved about football. And it was just, you know, expressing myself and putting myself out there and music just gave me a different outlet to do that. And, uh, it really, it's music is the one thing that I think about every single day and have for literally, I mean, as long as I can remember, maybe not necessarily playing, but thinking about, you know, what music does to me and where it puts me at. And I, you know, I can't say that about football. I don't think about football every single day. And, uh, you know, that's why still to this day, I mean, you know, now that the world we're living in, it makes it, you know, more difficult to do music and things the way that, that I, that I'm used to doing it, but that also is, is opening up a new, a new avenue and, and, and a new world of opportunity to try and do music that way also. Well, Justin, let me just say, we're wrapping it up. Nobody that knows anything about Ripley sports or about you knows that you're not a quitter. We're all super proud of you. You did some great things at Ripley high school. 
uh, did some great things in Morgantown. Uh, you're a Viking to the core and, uh, you know, you're a, a Viking football hall of famer, man, a lot to be proud of. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best in your music career and your real estate with your family, with you and Courtney and Tempest. Uh, don't be a, don't be a stranger, man. I'd like to see you when allowed for fans to come back to games on <laughs> Friday night, man. Thanks for taking man. the time. Hey, no problem, Brian. Thanks for having me on. He's taking over the reins of the Viking soccer program after in being involved with the team for a number of years. Here's an interview with Viking coach Victor Boyce. All right, welcome back. It's that Viking 360. I'm joined now by a newly minted head coach of the boys' soccer team and a former classmate of mine uh, only a few decades ago, Victor Boyce. Hard to believe it's been that long since you and I have been in school together and shared a sideline together. But uh, congratulations on the new gig as the uh, head coach of the Viking boys soccer team. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but when you start looking at the calendar, it definitely sometimes went by. When I look in the mirror, I, I can certainly tell you it's been a couple of decades, uh, Victor, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Hey, Same here. So uh, tell me about your team, man. Uh, you've got uh, three seniors uh, on this roster, Robert Hopper, uh, Dan Goodrow, and also Ian Ganey. Uh, so you got a fairly young roster, man, but uh, I know you'll lean heavily on those three seniors, I'm sure. Yeah, we um, – those three guys, they're, they're all returners for us. Uh, Ian and, and uh, Hopper both were starters last season. Um kind of did something a little different this year and I had the squad kind of uh pick who they wanted as a team captain and uh they actually went with uh Carter Cochran which was one of our juniors and then uh me and um Jesse Casta which is my assistant we both selected a captain and um Ian Ganey and uh Noah Castle were the other two captains selected Vic, how hard has it been for you to establish continuity through all this pandemic going on and uh, not knowing for sure if you're going to play, uh, not knowing when you can practice, not really having much of an off-season program, if any? Uh, been pretty challenging for you as a new head coach, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's really – it's hard to describe. I mean, you wake up every day hoping you don't get a phone call saying that season's over. And um, it just kind of one day blends into the other. Like I said, you just kind of or just stay focused and keep moving forward. That's why I keep telling the boys we're going to keep practicing as hard as we can and just be ready for season comes. And uh, we'll take each game game by game and don't leave anything, you know, on the field. We're just going to just leave it all out there. And um, if the season ends before we don't expect, you know, uh, we gave it all that we had. Speaking of taking it game by game, that first game scheduled for this Saturday down at Huntington at uh, 1 o'clock up on the hill there off the uh, exit at Hal Greer. Uh, we all know it well. It's going to be a tough test for you. Yeah, uh, Huntington's always tough. Um, it's one of the bigger schools. They, uh, I haven't actually heard or seen their roster, um, but, I mean, we're carrying 15 guys on our roster this season. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to have 20-plus. Uh, like I said, Huntington's always tough. They're well-coached. Um, you know, every season with those guys, it's, it's a battle. Uh, we've been we've been fortunate in the past against them, and 
uh, it's always a give and take. And um, hopefully this this is our season that we, uh, we come out on top. Coach, talk about that. You and I, uh, before we got started on the interview, talked a little bit uh, about your numbers. You're not quite where you want to be, probably from a number standpoint, and you concern uh, there with uh, some of the deeper teams. Does that put more pressure on you and your guys to be in extra great uh, shape conditioning-wise? Yeah, that's been our kind of our mantra this season is we've, uh, you know, we're, we are small in numbers, but we're coming into it where uh, everyone's taking it on themselves. We're doing really well with our runs. Uh, every field player I got right now is right around a seven-minute mile. Um, several guys are under six. I got a couple close to five. And we're just been pushing conditioning. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, when it comes to soccer, it's, it's like other sports. You got to have your fundamentals down. But um, it's going to be stamina and conditioning for us and for our guys to be able to run uh, the entire game. Some of them, I'm, I'm, right now I'm kind of guessing seven to, eight player, seven to eight of them may not get to come off the field at all. Coach, on a personal note, uh, you and Kathy and Xavier uh, down to empty nest almost here. You, you, all your boys leaving home, going to college. Uh, I'm sure Zave will be in there uh, helping you coach a little bit for sure, but uh, it'll be good for you to uh, have that time with him and, and uh, you know, you and Kathy adjust to the, the new life at home. Yes, it's definitely been different. Um, you know, Brody graduated last year, and it was um, – kind of a odd graduation it was like kind of incomplete um it's kind of like the chapter never closed you know we didn't get the baseball season in and um you know he's at tech now and remy's at fairmont state uh you know zavis home with us and wanting to be around us as much as possible is just kind of um hesitant with all the the covid you know um format and don't want to put him in danger, but uh, yeah, we're we're enjoying our time together right now. Odd times for sure, Coach. Uh, but thanks for the time. Best of luck this year. We'll check back in with you as the season wears on. But we look forward to a a healthy and very successful season uh, on the the turf there at Ripley High School for the boys' soccer team. Thanks for being with us, Coach. No, thank you. We appreciate it. And like I said, you guys always welcome to come down and uh, spend any time with us as you want to. Like I said. Uh, We've had a lot of support with uh, past alumni and uh, past graduates and uh, just enjoy them coming back around the boys and sharing their wisdom with us. The Lady Viking cross-country team will enter the 2020 season ranked 7th in the Power Index in RunWV.com. They will be led by senior Jaden Casto. We're talking with Lady Viking Cross Country Senior Jaden Casto. Jaden, thank you for joining us this evening. Oh, thank you for coming and having me. Well, Jaden, you've always been known as someone who is athletic, but you haven't always been a cross country runner. So tell us a little bit about that transition. Yes, all my life I've been really involved in sports and all the extra activities and stuff like that. I was really into um softball and basketball for a long time and I actually started cross country just to stay in shape for that and now it's all I do I run cross country and track so and what is the uh, excitement what is the uh, satisfaction that you get from cross country 
Oh, I've always been very competitive, and I think racing cross-country is just a bigger mental game than anything else I've ever done, and I love the competitive aspect and being around the people I love. Okay, in the, uh, the off-season, what did you do to prepare uh, for the cross-country season this year? I actually train all through the off-season. Um, I compete in indoor track in the winter, and in the summer I... Well, not this past summer because they didn't have as many, but I compete in 5Ks and do normal training like I do through the regular season. You know, Jaden, um, anytime a team loses one of the top uh, runners in the country, you have to feel that loss. And Tori Starcher was indeed one of the top runners in the state and one of the top runners in the country. But still, the expectations are high for the Lady Viking cross-country team this fall. Tell us about that. Yes, losing Tori was a big loss for our, not only our team, but I mean myself. I've always ran with Tori. I've always been very close with Tori, and uh, we're actually very good friends. And the expectations are still high, but I'm glad to have some of our strong runners back, and we actually got some pretty good freshmen too, like Ellie and Opal and Emma. So I'm really excited to compete with them this year, and hopefully we can pull out some wins. And I guess having someone like Tori on the team had to push everyone else to a, to a degree also. Absolutely, and I run with Tori in the offseason too, and she's always there pushing me harder than anybody else. <laughs> so, Jaden, this being your senior season, have you thought about goals for the team and for yourself? Uh, yes, like I said, I would really like to get some wins there, and I think we will if we make it there to actually compete. If we get to have a states, I think um, we should do pretty well there, and um, I would like to individually do well, obviously, too, and uh, hopefully get some good places in there. And, Jaden, uh, what are your plans for after high school? Have you thought about what lies ahead for you? Um, I have. I'm not really... 100% decided on what I want to do. I would like to run. Um, I'm not exactly sure where. I really love WVU, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. But <laughs> So what what do you do when it's Jaden time, when you're not at school, you're not at cross-country practice? What do you enjoy doing uh, when you have your own time to do things? Uh, I spend a lot of time with my friends, Tori, Parker, and Allison. We all get together a lot. We'll just hang out, swim, watch movies, stuff like that. Jaden, thank you very much, and good luck as a senior. Thank you so much. He is the 24th head coach in the history of Viking football, a member of the Ripley High class of 1974. Brian Johnson sits down with Coach Steve Sayer. Coach Sayer joins me now. Uh, coach, first of all, congratulations on uh, being the new head coach of the Ripley Vikings. Well, thank you, Brian. Uh, we're having a good time so far. Coach, you think back to your playing days, uh, just a few short years ago, back in the mid-70s, uh, Lyman here at Ripley High School. Uh, what's it going to feel like for you? I know you've been uh, coaching here for a few years, but uh, to run out there on the field Friday night as the head coach uh, after being a player, after being a coordinator, uh, being around this program for a long time. Well, it's, it, you know, once you get on the field, it's going to be really exciting. Everything else up until then is you're worried whether you pack the correct number of balls, tees. Everybody has their jerseys, helmets, and all their pads. But once we get on the field, it's just football, and it's going to be really exciting. So just business as usual, right, Coach? It's just been a typical year, 2020, nothing changed. Uh, you know, you returned three starters, uh, didn't have a preseason, so to speak. Not really much of an offseason. Um, what's the challenge, Coach, I guess, uh, might be the easiest question for me to ask you. Well, um, there's, 
there have been so many challenges that you can't enumerate them. But uh, I'm just really happy with the way the young men have came out and worked really hard. We've got good numbers, and uh, we're a relatively young team. We've got 31, 32 sophomores and freshmen. A lot of them are going to see significant playing time this year. And, uh, you know, we're going to play hard and give it everything we got, and we think we've got a bright future. How patient do you have to be, Coach, as a head coach, knowing you have a young team uh, with uh, very little experience? They're going to make mistakes. I think probably as a head coach what you want to see is them make those mistakes 100 miles an hour. Exactly. uh, The only two things that we can control are our attitude and our effort. And so far they have had a great attitude and they have given us great effort. Sometimes they were going the wrong way at the wrong time, but they were going there hard. So I'm very pleased with that. And we're going to get better. I mean, as the year goes along and we get more repetitions, uh, for whatever reason, the state took a week of practice away from us. They took a scrimmage away from us. I'm just thankful to be able to get on a bus and go and play a game. And I know the young men and women are too, but daggone, it'd be nice if we had had any kind of uh, a normal practice situation for the month of August to help get the young men in shape and, and be able to play a full football game. Coach, how excited is your team to, to kick it off Friday night? I'm sure they're tired of practice. Uh, you know, everyone gets tired about that third week of practice. So you can remember from your playing days, they're, they're ready to go play a game. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, we won't have the band there, and uh, we don't know how many of our fans will be able to travel there because of COVID restrictions. So we're going to have to bring our own energy and take care of business. Coach, thanks for the time, and best of luck this year, but we'll be talking, talking with you throughout the season. Thank you, Brian. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.